0: Hello, 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 I am Matt Williamson at WilliamsonNFL, WilliamsonFootball.com. How are all of you after this weekend of stuff? <laughs> Belly up to my bar, let's have a chat. I've been doing this for close to 20 years at all different levels, ESPN for 10, the Browns, all, you know, Pitt, Akron, and the latest project that I've been doing for my website, WilliamsonFootball.com, is I'm doing these... State of the Team addresses. Gone through all the through, all the way through the AFC. Um, Dallas went up yesterday, and the Giants will be up this evening, Monday evening. And when you do these, when you really dig into strengths and weaknesses, how they played, injuries, offseason moves, every position, you really get a good feel for the team. And when I'm you know, putting the finishing touches on the Giants now, made me want to talk about them to you guys, because... Very pivotal year. And you can always say that about every team in every NFL season, every offseason. But they have the second pick in the draft. And there's been all this talk about they believe in Eli. And they think they're closer to the 2016 version than the 2017 version. And I could see that. That I've sort of been on the fence about that. You know, you could look at the Giants and say, Eli still has something. Let's, let's blame McAdoo for some of the problems. New coaching staff, new coordinators, new GM. No Beckham last year. I mean, that's gigantic. I mean, how do you think the Falcons or Steelers would have done without A.B. or Julio? Probably not so great. You know, Odell's in that type of class. You know, what about, what if Houston didn't have DeAndre Hopkins last year? Holy smokes, you know. So... You know, you lose a superstar difference maker player that has a lot to do with the problems. And this this whole situation snowballed into awfulness and McAdoo was let go and Eli was benched for a game. And, you know, you can see how this is a better team than a 3-13 and picking second overall type of team. Yeah, but when I dig in... And let's do that. I mean, let's dig in. Um... Where is Manning right now? I think he's... I've been calling him out for the last couple years that he's overrated. He's He's close to being done. But I think that may have gone too far. I don't think he has a lot of zip on his fastball anymore. I don't think he drives the ball like he used to. But boy, his receivers didn't help him. A lot of drops. Not a lot of verticality. And not a lot of the the outside-the-numbers guys. So, deep ball, outside-the-numbers tough throws were really tough for him because he doesn't have a great arm. And he didn't have deep threats or outside-the-numbers guys without Beckham. You know, I mean, I love Engram and I really like Shepard. But that's not who they are either. I mean, that's a slot receiver and a middle-of-the-field movable chess piece guy. So, defensive coordinators knew this. I mean, they gave Manning the, quote, arm strength throws. So they made things really difficult on him. But, and they also didn't have much of a running game, of course. But he's still very mentally tough. Handles the blitz well. Plays through pain. Hangs in the pocket. Will take a shot. Good anticipation. Excellent mind for the game. Although he still puts the ball in harm's way too much. I know his interception numbers were down last year. And maybe he's getting better at it, but he still will throw ones out there that are questionable. you know. And the arm strength problems don't help that, but that's always been part of Manning's game his whole career. But I do think he's still a quality top 15 type quarterback. However, and maybe this is not in his DNA and not who he'll ever be, he needs to reel it in a little bit and be more, quote, caretaker you know think big brother at the end of his career with Denver you know that manages things at the line of scrimmage get it out quick he is throws a catchable accurate ball and having a running game would go a long way to doing that so now though you got Beckham you got Shepard you got Engram that's pretty frightening you know Shepard out of the slot Engram move him all over over the place And I didn't even realize this until I really dug into this roster. And maybe it'll even change immediately. But Brandon Marshall's still a giant. I just assumed he got cut in the first wave of cuts. That seemed like one of the easy... You know, when I was evaluating free agency before it opened, well, Marshall's going to get cut. You know, he's making too much. And maybe he will. But maybe he won't. He hasn't yet. I mean, it's pretty darn late for that. And he does give them a size, move-the-chain, physical receiver... That they really don't have, you know, and even Engram is not, you know, a bully as tight ends go, that's for sure. So, Marshall maybe gives it another year. And I know he has some off-the-field things that he likes to do in New New York. Maybe he wants to play one more year. Maybe he just retires and maybe I shouldn't even bring this up. But he is a giant and he could operate a little bit outside the numbers, run out patterns, you know, comebacks, certainly down by the red zone. So, that was something I didn't even realize. The offensive line, you know, Solder comes in at left tackle. That's great. And I I will give Flowers a little bit of credit. He got a little better as the season went on. And, yeah, he's more of a right tackle because he's a big, heavy-footed dude. But he's going to deal with Kerrigan, Lawrence... Graham, now at right tackle in that division. Not to mention, you know, the other guys that come off the quarterback's right side. So it's not like, oh, we'll put him at right tackle. That's easy. Well, it's not. Solder certainly helps things, but they lost their two best offensive linemen in Pew and Richburg. They brought in I always say his name wrong too. O-M-A-M-E-H as well as John Greco. Those guys are okay starters, but They're really light at center. They're light in the interior now. I mean, they really could use three starters on that offensive line. And Beckham will help. Eli can mask problems there. But, you know, where's the running game right now? Running game right now is... uh, Here, uh, Vereen, Gallman, and Darkwell all played about the same amount of snaps last year. You know, spread it out in different times of the year. They were featured, obviously. I thought Gallman was pretty decent. And he's the only one back of that group as we speak right now. And they signed Jonathan Stewart. Which is weird to me. But he's still a professional running back. He's going to bang and get yards. I think I might rather have Gallman than Stewart. But that combination is not so great. Especially in the passing game. And that's important nowadays. And I mentioned that Eli needs to be kind of a caretaker. And lean on a running game. And have some easy throws to your running back. And you guys are probably jumping out of your skin. Well, take Saquon Barkley. I might be on board with that. We'll come to that at the end. Let's talk, you know, that that's kind of an offensive overview. We'll talk about what to do with that pick because I don't really know, to be honest with you, at the end here. Okay, the defensive side of the ball. We have to keep in mind that James Beckner comes over from Arizona. And that's a different scheme. I mean, the man coverage will be good. I mean, I think, you know, we'll get to the corners in a minute. But the fronts they play are different. You know, the Giants traditionally have been a pretty strict 4-3 team that have looked for bulk on the interior. And they've spent a lot of money, obviously, on their defensive line. The ends, Pierre-Paul, Vernon, Harrison in the middle. And they've ignored their linebackers like no team I can ever remember. Really for a very long stretch. So times are changing and how they play defense is changing. Um, they trade Pierre-Paul to Tampa for a third. Which, the more I think about it, the more I like. You know, And one thing that this team has done, two things that they've really done in addition to their philosophies. were They kind of were, let's spend a ton of money on our starters. Let's ignore our backups and Pierre-Paul and Vernon played so many snaps over the, since they've been together. You know that they've kind of worn those guys into the ground, you're trying to get every dollar's worth of them. And I don't know that Vernon's really that much of a difference maker. I think he's a quality player for what you're for what you're paying him though. If he doesn't have a big time season after this year, you could look at him and say that's cap cut type of guy. I love Harrison in the middle He's just the run stuffer. I get that, but he's a stud at it, and maybe the best in the business. Um, but their defensive ends behind the behind Vernon right now with Pierre Paul gone, Kareem Martin comes over from Arizona, where Beckner obviously knew him. Avery Moss, Kerry Wynn. I mean, they have nothing there, which makes you think Chubb is a big time possibility with that number two pick. And I would certainly understand that, and I think the old staff would certainly do that. And maybe that's what they're going to do, and Trading Pierre Paul tells us that immediately. Um, Again, I love Harrison. I really like Tomlinson, the big, big people in the middle. I would think that the Arizona system would want more of an interior penetrator. They brought in Josh Morrow. He has a little bit of that, but he's sort of faded away again. Beckner knew him um, from from Arizona as well. Um, The linebackers as I mentioned, are problematic. So, yeah, I mean, you don't like the linebacker situation historically. Like, here's a stat for you. Calvin Munson led, this, led the, the, the Giants linebackers and tackles last year with only 55. And he really only saw the field because of injuries and people in front of him weren't great. But he's not a very good athlete. I mean, he is a... End of roster player. I honestly didn't even know who he was all that much until digging into this. So they trade for Ogletree, Alec Ogletree from the Rams, which sounds great on paper. Like, okay, we got our Keekly, you know, we got our, you know, every down, headset-wearing guy. But you watch him, and he's expensive. And he wasn't free, you had to trade for him. He gets beat up on the inside run game. I didn't think he was that good this past year. And the little-known fact about the Rams were people ran up the middle on them a lot. And he's your middle linebacker, playing behind Aaron Donald and Brockers and those guys. And he has a lot to blame for that. That being said, he's an upgrade for sure. But, man, I mean, like, he's your only quality dude there. You know, like, Jonathan Casillas, to me, was probably the Giants' best linebacker last year. He's unsigned. You know, you're looking at Ogletree and Goodson and Ray-Ray Armstrong, Mark Harslick, and even those other dudes, you know, the periphery guys I mentioned, Goodson, Armstrong, Herzlick, they're probably all better against the run than the past, but all of them are really backups. Munson, I mean, that's a bad group, and don't think it's solved because of Ogletree. I like the safeties a lot. I love Landon Collins. Um, people kind of forgot that, Man, he was studly yet again last year. Misses some tackles, but he's really improved as a coverage player. True strong safety, but not a liability anymore in coverage. I thought Darian Thompson was a really good player, upcoming player two years ago. But like much of this team and much of this defense, took a big step back. He misses too many tackles, too. His range was never the best, you know, and he doesn't create all that many big plays. But he's the Yang, the Collins' is Yang, or whatever. I said that wrong, sorry. But Collins is a player. Thompson probably gets one more shot. They also brought in Michael Thomas, who's more of a special teamer. But Thomas, when it's all said and done, if Thompson keeps up this pace, could replace him. Um, Thompson and, and Collins played a ton of snaps for these guys last year. I would expect the same, maybe a bounce-back season for Thompson, but keep an eye on that. Eli Apple like lived in the doghouse this past year, and I thought that was unfair. I, I, I think he's a decent man corner, and when they drafted him, what was that, like the 10th, 11th pick, I thought that was too early. I don't think he's an elite athlete. Um, I think he's a number two corner, and I think he fits this fine man coverage system. I bet a new group of coaches helps Apple, but don't expect him to be a star. Jenkins was a star, Janoris Jenkins, when they signed him two years ago. Ankle injury, and as the case with a lot of these guys, maybe just the tough season didn't—you know—he didn't play quite as well. Sporting cast wasn't as strong. Locker room wasn't as good. But he's thirty, and he's coming off a pretty serious ankle injury. And if he loses a little bit of that quick twitch that he had, I would start worrying there. You know, I mean, DRC is gone. Cockerel's gone. Both those guys have put played quality snaps. I thought Cockerel had a pretty good year. So that's really it at corner. I mean, that's a big need. I mean, you got Apple and Jenkins, and that's really all they have. So all this, plus, I told you that what I do for special teams ranks is I go to football outsiders and I basically just trust them. Well, Football Outsiders had the Giants 32nd in the league overall special teams. So that obviously needs cleaned up. So back to that number two pick for New York. When you lay it out, and if you listen to everything I just said for the last 20 minutes or so, I look at this team and say, okay, maybe things could fall into place. A good draft class Chubb and then Chubb in the second round. You know, Chubb, back-to-back Chubbies. How funny would that be? How many jokes could I make with that? And then you land a corner in the third round you didn't think was there or, you know, offensive line. But you see what I'm saying? I mean, they need a back, maybe a outside the numbers receiver, but that's probably not true. A couple, a couple offensive linemen, absolutely a defensive end. I told you their linebackers basically stink. And they need corner help. I mean, like, that's five or six big things. Those are like first, second round needs. Not like, yeah, it'd be nice if they added a free safety to challenge Thompson. Yeah, but they can live with them. And But if they get one in the fifth round and see how it goes. No, I mean, like, all those things I mentioned are big needs. And when I say offensive line help, they need, like, two starters. I mean, three starters. So that leads me back to the original conversation of, I don't think this team is, I think this team's closer to 2017 than it is 2016. Do I think it's a 3-13 and 13 type of team? No. I mean, you get your best player back in Beckham. But I th- you really got to squint pretty hard for these guys to be considered contenders. Which then makes me think... I don't think there's a wrong answer. If you go Barkley or Chubb... And my problem with taking Chubb at 2 is... I don't think he's close to the second best player in this draft. You know, like... I mean, maybe he's the second best defensive player, but Chubb and Nelson to me are, or Barkley and Nelson to me are much better prospects. And I understand that the ends, you know, like quarterbacks are moved up the board accordingly. But and and I think he's safe. I don't. I'm not saying he's a bust, but I would. I mean, I, I look at Chubb and think, in most drafts, I want to take him at seven or eight, six, something like that, not two. And I know that's kind of splitting hairs. But I don't love that. You know, I mean, you're already not quite getting value at that pick. And maybe I would lean towards Barkley, but where does that leave you at defensive end? Holy cow. I mean, but what if Darnold's sitting there? If they take Allen... To me, the difference between Darnold and Rosen isn't all that different. But the more I'm hearing, the more I'm thinking that people vastly prefer Darnold over Rosen. Fine. But... Can you trade Eli to Jacksonville and really rebuild and take a Darnold, a two, or a Rosen? I'm not seeing the angles here well enough to say this is the obvious play. But if you really like Darnold and the Browns take Allen, I think you take Darnold and listen to offers for Eli or wait till a quarterback gets hurt in camp. Or you let Eli mentor your young guy, Darnold, and you lose some games and you lack a defensive end. And, you know, maybe you take Chubb in the second round or Michelle or somebody like that to make that guy's easy, life easier. Or a guard or center, something along those lines too, because they certainly could use interior offensive line help. But in the end, I think you have to look at this as it's not Band-Aid time. We have some pretty gaping wounds here in New York.